When's the last time? When's the last time you felt truly, fully rested? I heard that. <laughs> I, I, amen. And when's the last time you felt fully, truly rested? Like body, mind, spirit. What, what had happened that made it that rest possible? What, had, what were the conditions? Ah, this is rest. I'm going to go back to a moment of rest that remains with me. some few decades ago, sitting at a uh, couple of decades ago, going being in um, Provincetown, Massachusetts. So if you don't know Provincetown, Provincetown, you, know, you have Massachusetts, looks like this. Provincetown's here, sheltered from the weather, and it is a beautiful harbor. And... There are places where one can go and sit at the edge of the water and, and, the, and the sand. And so this was one of those moments where I had a sheltered, sunny spot away from anybody else I was with and was able to sit there at the edge of the water with the sand and feel the waves coming in. And the movement of the waves and to have them come back in and to keep, and it didn't take long before my breathing went along with it. Back and forth, in and out. And I felt connected with that moment and with all that flow of the ocean and the tide. And I held that for as long as I wanted to and then simply enjoyed the moment. That's one of those moments of rest that I can return to. It's really stuck with me and I can go back to that in a lot of different circumstances, simply breathing through. It's one of those portable through time and space forms of rest. It seemed really appropriate. If we're beginning this month with the theme of renewing faith, it seems really a good choice to start with stopping, to pause to give a little spaciousness for ourselves and for each other. And I want to thank my colleague who is in formation, Heather Petit, who is an intern at the Universalist Society in Mill Creek, for offering some resources as I put this together today. 
As human beings, we've had a mixed history of, of how to create our space and time for work and for play and for rest and for family and for commitments, for adventures, all the things. We've had Sabbaths that can be religious observances. We've had shortened work days. We've had union efforts to regulate time and commitments and obligations and to recognize overtime and value that too. But I think you know, human beings are still in this ongoing battle for rest, this ongoing relationship for how to make sure that we have taken care of ourselves. In our society, there is so much value placed on busy uh, or on work product. It's one of those phrases I've been learning in the last few years, work product. And the value being placed on productivity and on generating income or generating likes or generating more attention and so on. And to keep doing so, we're trying to have this conversation with um, uh, you know, teenagers that we know to say, you know, if you're looking at YouTubers, the demand for more material and more material and more new information and more things that are interesting is relentless. So our younger generations are learning the pressures of more, even as we're trying to find balance in rest. But we're in the world of the pandemic, we've also had this whole other opportunity to learn about the nature of rest and the cycles of our bodies and the cycles of our minds and our hearts and work and family life when it's disrupted and disrupted and you have to change and change, but you still need to pause. And not only rest for the body. I mean, that's kind of challenging enough to get like just enough sleep. But mind and heart, and spirit. Our whole selves. And there's significant overlap in all of those two, the mind and the heart and the spirit and the body. I mean, I know there's certain categories of kinds of things that one could do that feed all of those all at once. I think some members of the congregation and friends just had a lovely art show over at Judith Corn Shanahan's place on Friday, right? Art is rest for all of ourselves, our whole senses, if you will. We're also struggling with cultural habits, cultural mores that tell us who and when people are worthy or not worthy of rest. Have you done enough? Do you get a chance to stop? Do you get a chance to determine how you will use and expend your energy? Now, one of those places I've really been looking to for this is something called the NAP Ministry. Amen. The NAP Ministry. No lie. That's it. And it, this ministry alone has added a dimension of reflection and awareness of social justice uh, in my life, but also simply personal value, personal priority, and and questioning what I have been taught and what I have, been what I have absorbed and whether I, what I want to do about that. So the NAP ministry is, uh, comes from founder Tricia Hersey. 
uh, in 2016. Uh, Ms. Hersey is a performance artist, a writer, an activist, a theologian, and, as she says, a dreamer. She also has a bachelor's in public health and a master's of divinity. I think she knows about NAP and ministry. And she's also a black woman from Chicago creating her life and work in Atlanta. Now, the NAP ministry has been recognized as an organization that examines the liberating power of rest through collective napping experiences. No lie, she has nap retreats and workshops. Sign me up for the workshop on the napping. It's a group that advocates for rest, for rest just because, but also rest is a form of resistance against a culture of burnout and a radical tool for healing within the black community. It advocates for rest as a form of resistance against burnout culture, and a radical tool for healing within the black community. They're based in, she's based in Atlanta, and she works to raise awareness of the racial sleep gap and to create safe spaces for the community to rest together. Those of us who are white, you know, I think we can also, many of us could name a certain sleep gap individually and maybe even collectively, but I'm going to tell you that folks who are marginalized have a whole other scale of sleep gap. And this has been quantified in studies um, that were reported with the NAP ministry um, and through the app called CALM, C-A-L-M, CALM. Trisha Hershey says, we believe rest is a form of resistance and name sleep deprivation as a racial and social justice issue. And just the sight of seeing a black body at rest is itself radical. It is liberating and it is freedom. So what Ms. Hershey does she does not spend a lot of time writing long essays because she's, she's, she's choosing how and when to use her work and her labor. But she offers photos and captions and examples that speak thousands of words themselves. This is what rest looks like, she says, including feeling treated as a whole human being with health care. Recently, she's been sharing photographs of black women at rest and at napping in particular. I think some of the ones more recently were showing um, a couple of members of the Supremes, you know, Diana Ross and so on from back in the day, resting after a major performance. These are black and white photos that she's sharing. One of them was showing uh, Billie Holiday, the beautiful, wonderful singer in full makeup and full dress and a gard the gardenia in her hair while hospitalized. So there she is taking care of herself. But this image is complicated because why on earth is she fully dressed and being photographed while in the hospital? It's this examples of yes to rest and also this is what's been demanded of us. In her case from the black community, the experience of the black community of black women in particular, but it puts that out there saying, helps all of us question, why is this the case? 
And by remaining an ongoing presence in the NAP ministry, Tricia Hersey herself raises up the, the worth of the self and asks questions about who gets to rest and who doesn't and why. She recently shared an article about how black women had to find a job, that not being employed was criminalized in various places in our country. For example, in 1918 in Greenville, South Carolina, there was an ordinance about to be approved to be that it was illegal for a black woman to be unemployed because that was feeding and fostering the stereotype. There was already an ordinance for black men that they had to be employed with a job and had to have proof of that. It was feeding that stereotype, amplifying that stereotype of how we're going to fix these black people for being lazy. It was criminalizing forms of labor outside, uh, forms of effort and rest and life outside of having a standard of job. This is how important this question of rest is. And so with this NAP ministry, we get to observe a woman who was willing to be public and place restoration and personal time first and how radical that still is. So I want to recognize there are so many ways that we can enter into the experience of rest, whether planned, whether unpredictable, whether responsive, whether we just say in the moment, I need an hour to myself. And for each of us, for each of us, how important and restorative it is to say, what is it do I truly need now? And to pay attention to where we might resist, like, no, I'm not going to stop now. I, I'll put that, I'll put stopping, I'll put off the stopping because I'm going to get one more thing done or five more things done or maybe 10 more things done. And keep putting the rest to the side. In the pandemic, we've had this experience of getting mixed up in, in understanding what does rest and pausing look like because there's been so much information and concerns that we've had to pay attention to as, a, as individuals, as a community, as a media community, and as a global community to shift and plan and pivot and plan and pivot and plan and pivot. I don't know about you, but my moral compass is way off base as well as my inner ear. So it's even more important to say, hey, wait, rest. And we start, I just want to go real quick through the, the forms to think about. If you want to make notes in the order of service, this is a good moment. That's what those are for, right? Because we need to take care of the body and the mind and the heart and the spirit. And for the body, by golly, that could be sleep. Sleep would be lovely. It could be a walk. It could be a hug, consensual, of course. It could simply be a nap when you're, when you're inspired to nap. Nap inspiration. I think that's a good heart of the nap ministry. You're inspired to snooze. Ooh, that sounds nice. Yeah, I'm just going to pause there. Mm -hmm. 
to reconnect with the body. I think that's part of our ta- one of our tasks in this next chapter of life in pandemic and who knows what, um, is to reconnect with our bodies. Because we've there's been so much to be concerned about. What is your relationship with your body now? And to keep coming back to that question, and where do you resist tending to the body? And yet the body is always with you. For the mind, for attention to the mind, there are, of course, so many differences in what might soothe us. Sometimes that's coloring and art. Sometimes it's organization. So those folks who find organization deeply restful, hallelujah. I applaud your pantry. For some of us, and I'm going to say for myself, for the mind, I will need to take a break from thinking. There's points where I can't handle any more input or any more expectation of output. I just need to go. That's where I go for the walk. There's no input or output. It's just the world. It's just the sky. That mental rest. One of my younger child and I, we've been looking at sheep shearing videos. Yep, very satisfying to watch somebody else shear a sheep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. Rest for the heart. Rest for the heart. That's the one that's often the, the one that can be kind of scheduled, to see your beloveds, to see people who fill you up, to have dinner with someone, to have coffee can also simply be in the moment. I think we get to bring, with the singing, we get to bring some more music into our shared lives as a congregation. I know for me, one of the things that rests my heart is simply hanging out with children. Simply being with other lives that are living and passionate and in the moment too. And finally, rest for the spirit. We get to have reminders of that we are worthy as we are. To create safe spaces, spaces that amplify what we hold to be true. In preparing for the sermons on um, mindfulness recently, just listening to Thich Nhat Hanh. Rest is that rest for the spirit for me, simply listening to his meditation. And as I said, art can show up in any or all of these categories. Some of you will find that engineering is what shows up in any of all these categories because the engineer heart feeds the spirit too, and many more. And you get to try something and see if it works. And if it doesn't, you can put it down and try something else. I tried that daily writing exercise, like 20 minutes that writing on the left side of the brain. That 20 minute exercise, you write and write and write. And you know what? It didn't work. It made me tense. Like, I'm going to go do 20 minutes of walking. I'm going to feel much better, more regulated, more regulated. 
Let me begin to close with a quote from my colleague, Frank Clarkson. When you have the courage to rest, and for some of us, it will take some courage to rest and to do nothing for a change. Then we start to see what at least some people have always known, that under the surface, there is a silent and invisible life. That we are made to be in touch with this mystery, to rest assured that beneath the work and the struggle of this life, there is more going on. And we miss it if we live only on the busy surface of things. We miss it if we live only on the busy surface. I invite us into rest as this act of resistance from not addressing the depth of our lives. Let us begin with rest as we start a month on renewing faith. Rest is a way of relocating the self before adding any further obligations or demands or commitments, even ones that are for great reasons and important purposes. I invite us all, in body and mind and heart and spirit, I invite us all into individual and mutual and collective practice of rest. Fight the power. Nap. Amen.